What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, relationship advice, evangelization, discipleship, catechesis. The list goes on. And I will then sit with your questions. I will pray with them. I will study. And hopefully I will respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. But here's my disclaimer. I'm not perfect. Therefore, the advice that I share with you, the response that I give to you might not be good for you. If that's the case, please reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. But if my advice is helpful but difficult, then I want to encourage you to lean into Jesus Christ in prayer and worship and fellowship and in study so that God can give you the graces that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship over time in your walk toward eternity. If you are a first-time listener, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.assistantpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. You can rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats, and you can share us on your social media pages, on the gram, on Facebook, on Twitter. When you do this, other people will find out about the show. If it's been a gift for you, potentially, it can become a gift for other people as well. I'm super excited because today, on our show today, we're going to address health, healthy lives, being healthy disciples. And we're going to address it with two of my friends who are health coaches, uh, Jared and Megan Bro, And they were uh, two of my parishioners at my last parish back in the day, back in the day when I was a pastor, like a whole what, four months ago now. <laughs> It's so long ago. I was a pastor way back in those days, and uh, and they were two of my my disciples over there. And they did music ministry. They still do music ministry over there, and uh, and they also have helped a number of people to uh, not only grow spiritually, but but in their lifestyles, in their eating habits, in their health, and their sleep patterns, and their everything. They've helped people to to experience renewal and restoration, especially people in ministry as well, because so many of us can oftentimes just give, give, give to the point where we're not eating well because we're always going. So we're stopping at McDonald's all the time or Burger King. Like no shade to McDonald's or Burger King because I know some of y'all are my listeners. So I appreciate uh, the mm, something in your menu. Um, and um, that was probably not the healthiest thing. But um, and uh, yeah, and so sometimes we just go, go, go and we eat unhealthy and we don't sleep well. And we wonder like why our prayer isn't the best and why our relationships are filled with so much stress. And it might be because of the lifestyles that we are living. We're not taking care of ourselves. So they're going to help us to take better care of ourselves in our walk toward becoming saints. So Jared and Megan Bro, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? So one of the cool things about Jared and Megan, as I mentioned, they have been in music ministry for a long time. And on my last mass at Holy Rosary, they sang at the nine o'clock mass, but after the four o'clock mass, I was surprised when I walked out into the courtyard and I heard a remix of a of a <laughs> Puff Daddy song. It wasn't Diddy, it wasn't P Diddy. It was back when it was Puff Daddy, mm-hmm. and it was Puff mm-hmm. Daddy and mm-hmm. Faith Evans, uh, mm-hmm. that, the wife of Big. Y'all were singing a song. Do you remember the song y'all were singing? Every step. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I was just wondering I, if you could like bless my listeners with uh, just the chorus. Oh, but I don't remember the words that we changed. Every oh, you can do the, the the secular version, and I'll make it Jesusy. I'll, I'll make it all about the Lord. Okay, okay, that's the song you wanted me to sing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every step I take, yeah, hey, hey. Every move I make, mm. every single day, every time I pray, I'll be missing you. 
and you pray because yeah, like because we, we we had so many awesome praise and worship <laughs> nights at Holy Rosary. And so when you pray now, you're like, oh man, Father Josh is I like, miss him. yeah, Gosh. but he's with us in the Eucharist. Like we're always united <laughs> in the Eucharist, but just not physically present to each other. So yeah, that was that was the jam. I was so I shocked was. whenever y'all sang that. It Her was. and uh, our deacon Michael Parker was rapping. Yes, deacon Michael Parker did a whole few verses, and it was absolutely a gift for me and my my little priestly heart. But but Megan and Jared, uh, we always start the show off with a glory story. So after the music, I want to invite y'all to share a glory story. And then when we get into the questions about health, I'll invite you to tell more about your stories in the context of the questions that we'll be answering on being healthy disciples. So when we get back from the music break, we're going to hear some glory stories. back so glory story for today is uh... um so yeah let me start it off by saying i will be sharing more in depth about my health journey um but in the meantime um we would like to share the miracle story of our twins really of all three of our kids but when we got married we were struggling with getting pregnant and i know you had brandy on recently and so um i was very blessed, and I still am blessed to have her walk with me on my fertility. And uh, she's a great fertility care specialist, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And at the time, um, I was unhealthy body, like my physical body was very unhealthy at the time. And um, my doctor shared with me basic, just hey, what I'm doing can only work if you're doing your part. And he was like, I just need you to get healthy. So. In that, we uh, began our health journey. And, you know, I was able to get healthy. We were actually avoiding um, pregnancy during that time to not be irresponsible with our fertility. And um, after about a year of still not seeing, you know, the fruits of that, I went to my doctor and I said, look, I just need whatever the next step is. And he said, all right, well, let's have surgery for endometriosis go in, I get myself ready. They do multiple pregnancy tests. I'll come back negative because they can't do surgery if I'm pregnant. He performs a surgery and he comes back after he says, look, you know, I just felt really good about um, where I found your endometriosis. I did not go into your uterus and scrape the walls like I do every other time. I just felt like it wasn't necessary. He said, um, this will be the cycle to get pregnant off of. This is the you know, definitely try with the first one. So I was like, okay. And I told Jared and my mom, I said, I just feel like his hands were in the hands of the Holy Spirit during this surgery. So um, a few weeks later, I go in for my post-op, everything looks great. And I'm just like, my gosh, like, I feel like I should have, you know, my next cycle should have started. He's like, stress of the surgery can delay that. It's okay. Well, a few days later, we're at mass and I asked a friend of mine, I said, hey, I really need you to pray. I am leaving in two weeks and I'm going to be gone from Jared for two weeks. I need to start my cycle and ovulate before leaving. She said, you're pregnant. I was like, no, I can't be pregnant. She was like, you're pregnant. Is this Sandy? Is that the friend? Yes. Oh, well, Sandy is like a Holy Spirit intercessory <laughs> prayer warrior. She's amazing. Um, and three times she told me, you're pregnant. And I was like, you're crazy. 
And um, the first reading at Mass that day was about how um, these guys come to visit Abraham and they're saying, when we come back this time next year, Sarah will be pregnant. And I was like, okay, Lord, this time next year, I'll be patient. And I heard him loud as, as day, like clear. It is this time next year, a year before we had miscarried. Wow. And um, so I was like, oh my gosh. So we go home, took three pregnancy tests, couldn't have been more positive, and um, called Sandy. She said, yeah, y'all are going to have twins. And we we're like, we need to hang up the phone now, right? We're kind of done talking with her right now. <laughs> the next day, I pretty much forced my way into my doctor's office. And uh, sure enough, we were pregnant with twins. And he said, you know, my doctor, he said, it's all glory to God because if I had gone into your uterus and scraped the walls like I do every other time I've done this surgery, I I would have accidentally aborted them. He said, um, but if you hadn't had the surgery to remove the endometriosis, you could have miscarried them. Um, wow. So healthy pregnancy. And we have now a son as well. We have twin girls and a son. That's such a gift, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah. Love it. Holy Spirit. Wow. So whenever you had your surgery, you were pregnant already. I was pregnant. I was and he had no idea. And Holy Spirit, because he said, I always scrape, but this time I yeah. didn't. Yeah. That's crazy. I was seven to nine days pregnant with twins. And so it should have shown up on the two pregnancy tests that they had taken. But That's absolutely didn't. amazing. Uh, well, look, that's a beautiful glory story. And when we come back, we're going to dive into our questions all about cultivating a healthy lifestyle as disciples of Jesus Christ in the 21st century. We are back and we have again with us Jared and Megan Bro, and they are two disciples of Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church, uh, former net missionaries as well. Both of y'all were net missionaries yes. too. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 01, oh, no, 02, 03. Yep, and I'm 08, 09. And y'all didn't meet until like years later because Megan went to work for one of my buddies. And Jared, didn't you live out there or something like that? And that's how y'all. No. How did y'all meet? No, we, we met in art class actually uh, at Southeastern. And so she, I, I remember exactly because we, it, the topic of net came up. She hadn't done that yet. Um, and so we, we had talked about it, but I remember she was wearing exactly like overalls with uh, sneak, like Converse sneakers. Yeah, Keep in mind, this was like 2006, okay? So she's so. she's like, my fashion has changed since then. It's changed a lot. <laughs> but he remembers what you wore, and he, he said, he said say, 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 girl. And yeah. Then, <laughs> that, that was it from there. We, it took, well, we didn't meet again for four years later. And then after that, we didn't see each other again for four years later. And then he um, asked me on a date, and the rest is history. The rest is history. So. Yeah. Let's talk about your health journey because both yeah. both of you have been involved in ministry. Uh, you've mm -hmm. also worked in the secular world as well. Um, but I find though that for a lot of us who, because you have like Megan, you have a theology degree as well, don't you? I do. Yeah. So like for a lot of us who have given our lives to serve the Lord, specifically in work in the church, I, I even myself included, because you're, you're you're my coach, and so like we just 
get unhealthy, you know, and we don't want to, but we, we go late nights and we don't have a structure. And then all of a sudden we're not sleeping well, we're not feeling well, we're not, and then we can't minister well. We're not so serving well. We're not serving yeah. well because we're not taking care of these bodies that God gave us. So um, can you just give us a little insight into your own health journey and why it's important for all of us to to be physically healthy and not just like spiritually healthy? Like we should pray a lot, but like we should also mm-hmm. take care of our bodies too, both and not either or. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the first things that I had to remind myself of is that God created us body and spirit and not they're not separated in any way. When you interact with people, you're interacting with them maybe in a very spiritual way, but through our bodies. We are who we are through our bodies. And um, with my health journey, I've always struggled with my health. Um, I always always struggled with eating healthy or even just a lot of emotional eating. And it wasn't until we were struggling with getting pregnant that I realized it wasn't also just wasn't just affecting me. Um, It was affecting him. It was affecting our future children. And the mission that God has put me on in this, uh, in this life here. So um, thinking back, I can remember actually, as a missionary, I was at my most unhealthiest ever. And it was having an effect on how well I could serve as a missionary when I was on retreats. I, I couldn't stand sitting on the floor with these kids and like playing games with these teens and interacting with them. I felt embarrassed um, that I, I really felt like I couldn't be present to them. I was constantly thinking about myself and how comparing myself to other people, my teammates, and it was clouding my prayer. It was clouding my service. And I would always tell myself, you know, I love myself. It doesn't matter what I look like. But in reality, I was lying to myself. I was using that as an excuse. Well, God loves me. My future husband's going to love me no matter what. And yeah, God does love me. And my husband does love me no matter what. But I didn't love myself. And I was using their love as an excuse to just stay where I was. Um, So in joining this program and um, entering into this health journey, I was able to achieve a health that I had never seen before in my life. And yes, the number on the scale looked different. um, And I was very happy with that. But what did that number represent? It represented the fact that my body was in a place to fulfill our dreams and our goal of being parents. It was now in a place where I could um, serve the church better. I definitely had more energy when I was working with the youth or when we would go to the March for Life. I can remember the difference in those two years, um, the year before my health journey and then the year after, um, just being present being available and then also just being able to share my story has been a service to people in their relationship with God as well. Being able to get enough sleep at night to be present to my prayer, to be present to my husband, to be present to my children, and then just having healthy habits flows into all parts of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that it's, 
health journeys are kind of like NFP. There's all these different kinds. There's the Creighton model. There's <laughs> Symptothermal method. There's the Billings method. There's the Rhythm method. And each one is good. And yeah. each one is good for different people. And I know you and your husband, you have your own different um, programs that, that have helped y'all, that have helped y'all help people. But one thing that I've experienced in my life that I think a lot of our viewers may have also experienced is I've begun many health journeys where I'm like working out every day, I'm eating healthy and everything, and then something happens. And it's something that might happen could either be an unexpected hurricane that throws me off a track because all of a sudden now we're out of power and I can't do what I was doing before. Or uh, even like w w this, pa w this past hurricane, we had um, three of our seminarians moved in the rectory with us because Notre Dame Seminary lost power. So five of our seminarians came to Baton Rouge, two went to another rectory, three came here, and so we had people bringing food in every day, food that I typically mm -hmm. don't eat anymore. But now that this food's in my house and in my presence and it's like community time and fellowship time, I'm like, shoot. And I literally had like my shakes that y'all have given me and like my bars <laughs> that y'all gave me. And I was like, oh, either I can do my shakes or my bars by myself or I could just like, I could just eat this this week and then I'm not going to the gym now. So I have a whole week where I'm not in the gym because different things, whether it's tragedy in our life, trauma happens, something at work goes off, we go on vacation, come back home. So it doesn't have to be like dramatic. It could be vacation. Go on vacation for a week, eat unhealthy for a week, come back home. And now I'm like, well, shoot, I normally wake up at like three or four or five, but on vacation, I woke up at 8 a.m. Like, ah, I don't know if I want to get up anymore. So what are some tools, Jared, that, that you found have been helpful to help people to to either not fall off track whenever stuff happens or if, or if they do fall off track because none of us are going to perfectly do anything to get back on track um, in, in our health journey? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think, you know, obviously, like you said, we have all different journeys, um, but they're all similar because we, we're all here to glorify God. And some of the things that have helped us is, and the main thing is habits. Uh, we are creatures of habit, whether we know it or not, you, you do things every day that you involuntarily that you don't even know about. So it's so important to just build habits and start small. I think a lot of times we get so ingrained with these big aspirations that we forget that in order to get there, we have to take small stepping stones. Um, and it could be any habit, you know, a, a healthy habit, whether it's getting up and making your bed or and, and cause this is more than just food, you know, it's a, it's our whole entire health. Um, so find something that you do every day that you can, you can build upon and do it one step at a time because you can't do, you can't go across the whole river at one time. And I think this, it helps you when you get into those times of difficulty because you're, you automatically go to it. Uh, so if you're not in your setting, those habits, those healthy habits that you set up are going to come involuntarily so it's like our prayer life okay Temptation's always going to happen yeah you are always going to be tempted by something that's never going to go away but we get better at it with prayer when we put our focus on on prayer and and set ourselves up for those habits then when the difficult times come with temptation or when we're outside of our setting our bodies and our minds everything is going to naturally go to that involuntarily so then you know we we don't have to worry as much. Like we're able to better get through that situation. Mm -hmm. One of the things I like to share with my clients too is, you know, the body does what the brain tells it to do. Basic science, basic biology here, you know? And so we, a lot of times we uh, subconsciously will just like 
pass by the counter in the kitchen and grab a pretzel or grab a chip out of the bag and put it in our mouth. And we're like, well, I don't even remember doing that, you know? Mm. Well, it's a habit that are, that we've created. And so we want to create those healthy habits in our prayer, like our spiritual habits, our physical habits, all of those emotional habits, um, so that when we are taken out of a normal setting, it may not be easy to react with the habit, but it's always going to be there as an option. And I think too, just stopping in the moment and asking yourself, like, what's in front of me? What do I really want? How am I going to feel on the other side of this choice? And that goes for anything, any kind of, you know, habit or, or situation that we're in. Don't make a unconscious choice. The Lord gave us these beautiful brains, like this, this ability to make conscious choices. And so we want to use that gift um, stop using what they call what is it the lizard brain, um, you know where or the animal brain, but come into that gift of of our human brain that God has given us to be able to make those choices, like to love Him. We have the choice to love, um, whether we're in good times or bad, whether yes. we're in a season of consolation or desolation. We can always yeah, choose love at all times. Yeah, and I like what Jared was saying too about like making those habits in the small moments. Because it reminds me of St. Maximilian Colby. He was able to make that big decision to be a martyr only because he died to himself every day in his community in little small ways. Like with his little penances he did every day, it gave him the grace to be able to make that huge sacrifice of of giving up his life so that another man could live um, whenever he was in the moment. And so if, if we never do it with small things, even when we're on vacation, right, or even when we go out of town to, like, continue to, like, to be intentional with planning ahead. You know, like, I know, like, for, for a lot of lay people, you have to plan ahead when you go on vacation or when you're going to go to Mass because it's mm-hmm. like, all right, you can't miss Sunday Mass. You can't take a vacation from God. And so you have to plan ahead, when am I going to worship? So I would encourage you to like even plan ahead with probably like looking at what restaurants, because go you know, vacation, go out to a nice restaurant, but like look at the menus in advance. And that way you don't have to be like, you get there and go to the wrong place that won't have the right food that's best for your body and your health and, 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 your, and your mental state and everything else. And so I think a lot of it is about being super intentional um, as well. I think too, when we develop these habits, we're creating a lifestyle. You know, I have a lot of um, people that I chat with too. This, you know, what the healthy lifestyle that we live, it's a lifestyle. It's not a diet, you know, and I, I tell myself diets don't work for me because there's always an opportunity for cheating, right? Mm-hmm. But when I'm creating a lifestyle, it's based off of these building blocks of habits. And there's always going to be something. There's always going to be a hurricane. There's always going to be a birthday party. There's always, there's literally a holiday every day. You know, today might be, you know, today we celebrate carpets. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, you know, and <laughs> there's always, a reason. there's it, always, in the South, there's always a reason to eat at everything we do too. Absolutely. <laughs> because we always get together with our family yeah. for every meal, right? Oh, we're celebrating something. You know, somebody got an A on a paper. Well, let's throw a big party, right? So there's always going to be something. And when we sit here and say, oh, this is the perfect day to start because I don't have anything coming up, you're lying to yourself. You now want to celebrate that you did a great job for this day. And how are you going to celebrate? I'm going to, you know, bake myself a cake. Well, wait, hold on just a second, you know. Find the way to celebrate that affirms those habits, that really affirms the person you're wanting to become, that you're wanting to 
step into that role of who you are, of who God has created you to be, but is this way of celebrating going to just totally counteract all of that? Yeah, that's so good. So good. Well, speaking of celebrating, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, the final question is going to be about the role of community uh, and accountability in our journey to becoming the healthiest and holiest saints that we could potentially be in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned. Every one of us is made in the image of God. We are unique, worthy of love, and called to greatness. In this world, though, we can be distracted from that truth and begin to doubt God's love is real. You see, we live in a world that tells us we are not smart, attractive, thin, or rich enough. It is easy to focus on the ways we fall short of worldly perfection and forget that we are already made perfect. We are already enough. I'm Danielle Bean, author of You Are Enough, what women of the Bible teach you about your mission and worth. You Are Enough dives into the stories of women in the Bible so that you can fully see God's plan for your life. To order, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. And we're back. Back, quick reminder, you can hit me with your own questions at www.essentialpress.com slash askfatherjosh. You can rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats and share us on your social media pages. And you really want to share this show because, again, we have Jared Bro and Megan Bro with us today. And I'm going to go ahead and put Megan on the spot one more time before we get to our last question. And because, you know, one thing that I, so she sang a secular song earlier and it was beautiful, but there's a there are some people in the body of Christ who have, uh, they can sing really good. They can sing well. Uh, there's some people who are anointed as well. And there's a difference between a good singer and an anointed singer, an anointed worship leader. And so I just want to invite Megan, before we go into this last, this last question about community accountability, to, to lead us in a, a prayer uh, through her gift of music. Okay. Um, I have really been enjoying just praying with this song, honestly, any time that I've sung it. And it's called How Deep the Father's Love for Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so I'll just sing the first verse of it, though. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure how great the pain of searing loss the father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory mm. amen Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. So, so far we've addressed like the the gift of living a healthy lifestyle. We've addressed tools that could be in our toolbox to help us whenever we have unexpected things come up 
in, in choosing to, to not just do diets, but to like really have a lifestyle change that helps us to, to better be present to God, to, um, to our neighbors, in our, in our work that we do for the kingdom. But, you know, God didn't create us to be individuals who are isolated from other members of the body of Christ. Thomas Merton says, no man is an island. Uh, I know for myself, especially like when Lent comes, if I don't have an accountability partner for the, the different uh, penances that I commit to doing, I'm not going to do them. Like I'm going to start really well. And like within probably like a week, I'm going to stop. Uh, same thing for New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions have the have the best ideas, and I might make it a month. Sometimes that might be oh, like the, nice. Yeah, for a whole, that's probably the longest I've ever made <laughs> right. it. Uh, the, the, the shortest has been a day, um, and so. Uh, but quite often, if we do something by ourselves, we're not gonna commit to it. Like we are creatures who were created for community. So, I want to ask both of y'all if one of y'all could share just the the need for community, uh, for accountability, um, and what that's done for, for you. And then since y'all are both coaches and health coaches, if the other one could share maybe uh, a glory story that you've seen with somebody who you were able to watch grow because of your intentional community and accountability that you were for them. Yeah. So one of the stories that comes to my mind right now and the importance of community, um, we think about when Jesus was praying in the garden and he kept asking for his disciples to stay awake with him, to stay awake for him, to pray with him. Like he knew he needed their presence, even though they weren't physically directly sitting next to him. He just, he, he was human, just as much divine. And he needed his community. He needed his brothers there to just support him in that hard time. And I can remember when I first started this or when I, we first decided that I was going to get healthy. I remember telling Jared, you know, I, I'm sick of this. I was like crying in the car. I was like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of how this makes me feel. I said, I'm just going to go get weight loss pills. And he said, no. He said, you're not going to do that. He said, if we're going to invest in you getting healthy, we're investing in your health, not your death. Mm. And it was a, a moment that I realized someone knew how to love me better than I knew how to love myself. Mm. And it started with him. And he encouraged me to call my best friend, who is now my coach. Oh, Maria, Maria. <laughs> that's, that's her best friend's name. I grew up with Maria as well. She's amazing. She's so amazing. And she... um. She has walked with me six years now on my health journey. It has always looked different, but that connection is what has helped me to feel confident in myself. Not just that she's accomplished this, but that she knows that I can. And that is one of the biggest reasons why I decided to become a health coach was because I knew I'm not a hypocrite. I can't sit here on the phone with my clients and say, hey, this is what's going to help with your health journey. And then I got a Snickers bar in the other hand. You know, I need that accountability. If I'm telling them one thing, I'm going to hold myself accountable in that way. So in just having that support and having constant loving eyes, not judgmental, that is really what's helped me to feel like 
I I can really get through this. And if I do choose something that isn't going to help me get to my goals or isn't going to help me feel good that day, I don't feel judged, but I do feel uplifted. Yeah. And what you're saying too is applicable not only for your physical health and mental health, but also in emotional health for that matter, but also for the prayer, your prayer life, like to have someone who can hold you accountable to your relationship with Jesus to not try to, to pray um, apart from other people checking in, being free to ask you, have you prayed this week? How yeah. long? And not just have you prayed, how long was your prayer time? What, what did you do during prayer? What did you hear? What did you say? Like To be able to be transparent with people, I think, encourages us and inspires us to be really faithful. And then this also would apply for people who are struggling with addictions, for pornography Absolutely. addictions, for alcohol addictions, for uh, drug addictions, to have someone else in your life who can check on you and say, how have you been clean this week? What, what triggers have been happening yeah. in your life that, you know, all that jazz. And I, you know, we talk about idols, having idols in our life. And some people's idols look a little bit more, or they're just a little bit more vis- visible than other people's mm. idols. Yeah. Um, and for me, I struggle with an addiction to food. And what's hard is that I have to have food to live. So mine is about creating a healthy relationship with that. Uh, with food, with my addiction, Mm. but everyone, we have struggles. We have things that we have a tendency to place as idols in front of the Lord Mm. and our community is who's going to hold us accountable. Those are the people who really, they see it and we have to tell people, this is what I'm struggling with. We have to be honest with other people in order for them to be able to hold us accountable. also, and now, because you have a healthy relationship with what was your idol, your idol has been transformed into an icon. Yes. And now your healthy food is a bridge for you to a deeper relationship with the Lord because you're able to be more attentive to God in prayer. You're able to serve God's people in ministry. So it's become an icon now as opposed yeah. to something that was a barrier. It has become a bridge for you. Jared? So this is, my, this is one of my um, final sayings to kind of wrap all of this up. Instead of sharing like an individual glory story of health, uh, my encouragement is to that everyone can have a glory story to God, mm. because God calls us to um, to greatness, and our lives are never gonna like we're never gonna outgrow our lives. Like we, the greatness that God calls us to is only if we respond to that call. And Father Joe said this whenever he was taking over Holy Rosary Parish. Uh, he said, this is not my parish. This is the bishops, and I'm assigned here to take care of it. Our bodies are not our bodies. They are Christ's bodies, mm. and we are called and assigned to take care of it and glorify him in that. Because if we don't, then we are are we truly not serving God and the people and his people um, by just being less than, than that calling? Absolutely. And we cannot live out our mission no matter what it is without this body that's how i mean the lord came here through his physical body and used his physical body to to redeem us to bring us that salvation and so our mission here is to do the same and when we think about our mission here we, a mission cannot be done with just one person it has to be through other people, with other people. Um, And in our home, we are a community and we have our children. The hard part was when I started my health journey, realizing 
I cannot put my health community responsibility on him. He has a spousal responsibility to me. And I can't over, it's hard for me to hear him tell me things for, of my health journey, like to call, hold me accountable in my health journey because his, he has a responsibility to be my husband. To be your man. And to, that's my man. That's your man right there, girl. <laughs> and, um, and that's beautiful. And that's what God has called him to. And so he'll tell me sometimes, uh, I think you need to call Maria, you know? And being in community is what helps us to not only reveal what we need help with in, in humility, but also to turn around and use it to help others who have been struggling in the same way. And y'all have helped so many people on the journey, including myself. And so I just want to thank y'all for, for your time, for your gift of self. I'm sure that this is going to be one of our shows that a lot of our listeners are going to be listening to over and over and over again. Over and over again. They're going to listen over and over again. That was that Nelly and Tim McGraw song that came out mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's go ahead and pray in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ah, I love you all very much, and until I see you next time, I will be with you in the Eucharist, and if I don't see you anytime soon, as in like ever on earth, then hopefully I'll see you in heaven. Deuces. Deuces.